Sorry, I was, really trying to, I was really trying to house down this cliff bar, and it is just stuck in there, oh. and I don't know what to do about it. I almost like spit it out, but I couldn't get enough saliva to get it out of it. Anyway. Hey, drink some water. Hang on a second. <laughs> Anywho's. Welcome back to Zach's Mouth Sounds. Welcome back. <laughs> I should have muted this. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It's just so much peanut butter in there. <laughs> Hey, welcome to our show, guys. This is Twitching Upstream. We are some nobodies. My name is Zach, and this is Dylan over there. That dude. You did uh, it. On that side, yeah. I pointed to one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what this show is, is this is an exploration of content creation, is what it is. It's just us wading through weird, stupid ideas to get through the heart of what a story is, and, and really just how to make cool content that possibly people want to hear or see or at least have us uh wait what did i say it was what is, that, is <laughs> talking upstream right or twitching upstream? yeah yeah oh sorry i was i was looking in the private chat i'm like i guess i don't understand uh oh okay now, now i get anyway <laughs> anyway uh so uh, without further ado because the chat uh, our private chat is blowing up we have a special guest today yeah. Uh, who, who is very clear that this is talking upstream. Uh, so let's just go ahead and bring our guest on. Yeah. He, he should have been on here anyway. Um, if you know the stuff that we do, you, you know this gentleman. Uh, he is uh, the man of many mouths, uh, as they say. Uh, sounds. <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm going to mute myself. Mike, tell people who you are, where they can hear you in case they don't know who you are. I think I was um, overhyped in the beginning of this show because I'm definitely not that special of a guest. Uh, I am Michael Colby from Jesus. What do we got here? Jack Billings presents on an apartment complex. I'm on the real boys with these gentlemen and also no time to binge with these gentlemen. Um, along with all sorts of other shows that I'm sure we'll get to at the end. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I was told that this was going to be uh, talking upstream and not the new show, Zach's Mouth Sounds. I don't yeah. want to be on Zach's Mouth Sounds. Well, it was it was this con it was this uh this weird little idea I had at the beginning of it, and Dylan can back me up here. But I wanted to have an ASMR minute uh, <laughs> in the beginning of all of our things, almost as like like an ear. Uh, meditation for people and honestly it just was not working <laughs> yeah uh, like and, uh, <laughs> I, I would much rather hear like the the paper crumbling or like some rain hitting some leaves or something as yeah. an asmr rather than I, just well, that makes sense. chewing a peanut buttery cliff bar it's, yeah that it's makes unpleasant. sense and if there is something you would like to hear instead please go ahead and throw that in the comments and like everything that we do always if you uh want us to read something on screen put it in the comments uh if you if you think that our story should go in a in a zag instead of a zig uh put it in the comments uh if, <laughs> if you're commenting on a like a stream sometimes we can't see the comments so you have to let Streamyard know because i think some people comment on like individual videos that we can't actually see for some reason 
Yeah, uh, and we are a big fan of Emoji Wars, so uh, uh, bring them on <laughs> if you got them. So uh, that's cool. And like every other episode of this, what we do, uh, we're going to come up with some idea, either work on one that we had in the pipeline, or I think that uh, our, our guest has a, has an idea for us to work on for a little yeah. bit. But before we get into that, always uh, I have some weird nerd news that I want to throw at Dylan and our uh, super, very special guest, really. <laughs> I don't know how this man found time not only does he do, not only does he do a graveyard shift at a failing credit card company but he also does at least four shows uh every two weeks so it, you know i don't know how you did it but i'm really got six six shows oh six shows uh i'm just kidding i'm, I'm really happy that you're here uh because dylan doesn't really respond the way i would like him to so maybe this will help uh, <laughs> So uh, here's here's some nerd here's some nerd news that I got uh, that I really want to discuss with you guys if that's cool. Now we're all Star Wars fans, I think, on this panel to some degree, and Star Wars Visions came out last week, and it was the most interesting bit of media that Star Wars has put out in a while. And if you don't know what this is on Disney Plus, last Wednesday they dropped nine episodes of this creative show where they just let a lot of really interesting. Um, I think all Japanese artists, I'm not hundred percent about that, but I'm pretty sure they are. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. So. so they gave the, the, the idea, the, the lore of star Wars to, uh, nine different artist groups and just let them go wild with it. And for the most part, you don't really see characters that you have seen before. They're almost all original characters and great little stories. And what a cool bit of star Wars content this was. Did you guys happen to watch all episodes or any of them? I am four episodes in. I think they're really good. Good, but not what I expected. Not great and pretty good. That's yeah. kind of my one, two, three, four so far. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think that's fairly accurate. The first one is probably either the strongest or the second strongest, in my opinion. Um, Michael, have you seen any of these? I got your message to watch it. And mm -hmm. then in Dylan fashion, I did not watch it. Yeah, and that's great. And that's why I bring it up here. Uh, I would definitely suggest it. Each one, I mean, they're not very long episodes. I think they're like 20 minutes, maybe. Like 15 um, minutes most. Yeah, and there are some just interesting. Like, everyone is a different, a completely different style of animation, a different look. Uh, and I will say, out of the nine episodes, I'm not going to spoil anything. Every single episode has something in it that I have never seen before in Star Wars lore. Either a weapon, a way to use the weapon, uh, a character, uh, you know, a super interesting enjoyed uh i was just in love with it there's probably two episodes that i could have just done without but for the most part like it is just so cool to see someone take lore and actually do something interesting with it instead of saying hey i wonder what the skywalkers would do but i, I wanted to ask you guys if you could make a story that's in the star wars universe of any part of the timeline whether it's old republic or uh whatever uh Michael, what what kind of story would you like to see, like in the Star Wars setting? I'm a big fan of non of non um, Jedi sort of stuff, like um, because in Star Wars we have like the Empire and they're like ruling the galaxy with an iron fist, and I feel like there's stories set in like some like third world planets like shitty i'm sorry am i allowed to swear on this show oh, yeah, yeah we're independent now okay oh, yeah. um 
I like there's some shitty like third world country where people are just scrapping by to survive like the planet that we uh, find Ray on in episode seven or like, you know, what's going on in like the some of the settings of the Mandalorian where like people are living in shacks and they're just scraping together a living. I think that would be more interesting than seeing like these space cops and you know, <laughs> fighting the, you know, Nazi empire. Yeah. Well, what, what timeline of star Wars did you want to see that in? I would like to see it like during the original trilogy, like at the height of the empire's power, when, when the people are like the most oppressed Yeah, and, and like really like it's been going on for a long time. So, you know, people have sort of figured it out, but they're still in dire straits. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these stories, uh, not a lot, but a couple of those stories that were put out in Visions are about like the Jedi having been gone for years and years and years. Uh, I don't know what Dylan's laughing at all the time. Like, I don't, we're not telling jokes. So no, we're not. What are you giggling at? Like, what are you I, looking at? If you're watching about, something. No, I'm not watching anything. I'm saying if we, if we, we were doing like a Star Wars, like any story, I want to see an adaptation of uh, 1985 Johnny Depp vehicle, Private Resort. But but just done by Mandalorians. Done, done in Star Wars. Yeah. No, you're you're right. And if you don't know what that is, uh, stay tuned for our review of uh, Into the Dep End. Uh, we'll, we'll put it on the real wheel. And yeah. it'll be the best episode we've ever done. Oh my god, this movie's so garbage. Uh, okay, let's, let's hop out of Star Wars for a little that's bit. That's a that's a deep know. that's a deep cut joke for our personal mythos. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, yeah, we tried to start a show uh, called Into the Depth, and it was we were going to review every Johnny Depp movie uh, starting from the very beginning, and we did a couple. Uh, we recorded a couple. We didn't like put these out at all. Uh, but it turns out that his very first movie. Uh, well, actually, his second movie. His first movie is uh, one of the Friday the 13th or. First Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah. His second movie is called Private Resort, and apparently he is actively trying to get rid of every single copy of this movie. It is just <laughs> egregiously terrible. It is only it's, toxic. <laughs> it's the worst example of a boner comedy you could ever find. Yeah, it is really, really bad. And I own oh, two no. copies on VHS, so I just found my VCR, so I'll be able to watch it. Oh yeah, those things are so small; they get hidden anywhere. Um, I was just talking the other day with a friend about like, do you know anyone who actually owns a v VHS player? I'm like, uh, oh. I have a funny story for you. Yeah, uh, I do, and I watch them almost constantly, which is stupid. Um, I talk okay. to a lot of old people. <laughs> Present company, not necessarily included. Dylan, yeah, true. Okay, look, just because it's, you're in your 30s, Dylan, doesn't make you like the young whippersnapper of the group here, pal. <laughs> uh, all right, so, well, I'm, okay, I guess technically it does, but uh, we're all the same generation, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, Marvel news, because I'm a super nerd. Eternals is coming out soon. It's the next big MCU movie. This movie, the, the running time is two hours and 36 minutes. Uh, is is there a way that you can get away with a movie with the majority of the, the people in this movie? Nobody knows who these people are like there's really not a lot of super comic fans especially deep cut mcu or marvel fans but can you get away with having eternals movie being this long which is the second longest mcu movie out there uh other than endgame like it's even longer than infinity war i'm it's the only one i've been curious about since endgame because it is so out there as a i don't want to say genre because it's a marvel movie but it it is the most out there 
in the genre. It's dealing like Marvel's cosmic stuff is it gets wacky mm-hmm. real quick. You got like people throwing planets at each other and galaxies casually being erased and stuff like that. So I'm curious. I'm very curious about it. And they're being very secretive about it too. Yeah. Do, do you think the Marvel uh like the, the Marvel structure of movies can sustain that long of a movie? Or do they need to be more two hours and kind of tight? I really hope they don't do a classic Marvel f- structure with this. I want it to be, I want it to be out there. I want it to be like a real, real standout in its own realm. Movie. Yeah. Do you think this will introduce like a, another sect of um, like maybe the X-Men or something else? Are they going to bring something else with this movie? Or is this just the timeline of what has happened and what is about to? I, I, don't have any predictions as to how or when they're going to bring the X-Men in. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's going to be as a sideline to one of the weirder ones. Mm. And if it was, I think they make a bigger deal out of it being like the X-Men might be in Eternals and then that would draw more people to it for a chance to see X-Men. That's fair. I I think it would be kind of cool um because like Corsair is uh Cyclops's father. And like Gladiator and all that stuff, like all the stuff that they never put in the Dark Phoenix movies, but is a huge part of the Dark Phoenix stuff. Like if that stuff is in the Eternals, uh, that would be like that would be a way to get me to watch a Marvel movie now. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Honestly, people do not know how cool Corsair is. Uh, Corsair is awesome. And he has a a sweet-ass mustache and everything. He is like literally a space pirate to the coolest degree. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the best characters that people will not know for a while. Um, But yeah, the Eternals, I'm excited about it. It's just, that's a a lengthy runtime. And, you know, we just, on The Real Boys yesterday, we just reviewed a movie that has roughly the same runtime. And that was uh, paced pretty well it 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 does feel like a long movie but it's it it doesn't make you like yawn you know it doesn't make you grab a phone is there a way this movie can do the same if they go crazy with the visuals yeah uh which it looks like they've got some pretty inventive visuals the the ship landing on earth looks cool the energy projection stuff looks cool there was a single shot in one of the trailers of richard madden flying towards the camera where I'm like, that's one of the coolest like Superman style shots I've seen yeah. in a long time. So if they get really kinetic with it and it, it goes really crazy, I think it can probably be. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, if they can get I that character so. to pull into like an Omni Man or something, that'd be yeah. really really just to go yeah. nuts. But um, yeah, it's cool. All right, so DC news. Uh, now there isn't a lot of uh really big DC news going on because I think they're really trying to restructure how this thing's going because the Snyderverse was dead. Then the Snyder cut came out, which we reviewed on the real boys, uh, 8.5. I think it was, uh, for, for a pretty high. Yeah. For a Batman movie, for a, for a Superman movie, it's great for a movie movie. It's fine. Um, now because that movie did so well, they're going to restructure and bring the Snyderverse back. And they're going to do that in the next flashpoint movie. Um, but one thing that kind of came out in DC recently, uh, the the Suicide Squad movie, which was really, I think, remarkably entertaining, very very cool. Um, and one of the offshoots of that is uh, John Cena's breakout character, Peacemaker. You know, which was kind of like loosely based on a spoof of Captain America. Um, now, Peacemaker is getting his own HBO show. It has nine episodes, and they just wrapped uh, filming of all of that. What? 
is this show just a straight comedy or is this going to expand some universe in some way? I don't care about Peacemaker. Not at all? <laughs> Not really. No, yeah. he, ser he served his purpose in the movie as a truly horrible person and a foil to Rick Flagg as a way to make him sympathetic. Cool. Yeah. I, I don't see how... I don't care about a TV show about him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious what, what this is and what they're going to do with it. Like, what what why should we care? Because I guess it's just a straight up... I, I would assume it's just a straight comedy. Uh, like, like a... Like a a fatality filled comedy, but do you, uh, Michael, what do you think they can do with nine episodes on an HBO max show? If, if they do like a, if they do like a satire of captain America and like make it over the top, like, uh, like a Paul Verhoeven type, you know, satire on, you know, superheroes and America in general, I think that could be very interesting. I think John Cena could pull that off. I didn't like him when he was like a wrestler, but I like him as an actor. So, yeah. I, you know, I think he can pull that off. He does have one of the stupidest looking costumes I've ever seen. So hopefully like there's a lot of people talking shit on his dumb helmet and stuff. So th there's, that there's a lot. Dylan's right. They didn't particularly make him like a super interesting character that I want to know more about. But if they do it right, I think it could be very fun. Yeah. I mean, it's all written by James Gunn. Um, I think four of half, if not more than half of the episodes will be directed by James Gunn as well. So it'll have his cool vision to it. And so far he's, not let me down uh he has no. impressed me more than let me down so if he gets back to his cool roots like back to slither or back to super um i, I uh yeah i think that'd be really cool if you kind of turn those into a captain america character so that's cool I, um, I will say that helmet looks dumb but it allowed for one of the best shots of movies in a long oh, time oh yeah i agree i completely yeah, agree that was awesome that fight <laughs> um, scene in in the reflection of the helmet yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, yeah. So and cool with James Gunn writing it. That guy. That that's a little more. That brings more confidence to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because like he took, he wrote a video game called Lollipop Chainsaw, which is about this like cheerleader mm -hmm. girl who kills zombies, and it could have been very stupid, but it ended up being really cool. And I think that was like all his writing, so he can take something that might not be necessarily super interesting and make it great so yeah with with his touch in there i think it'll be fun yeah, yeah I, I i'm excited about it but not for any of the right reasons i'm only excited about because it it's a james gunn <laughs> like uh, ran series on hbo for that reason alone i'm gonna watch i don't care what it's about so i hope i hope he pulls it off uh, okay so the last bit of thing that i want to talk about before we get into what we do on the show is the matrix <clears throat> now the matrix is coming out uh very very soon and uh i'm i'm interested in this movie in a way that i'm interested in very few things uh i, I really like diving into things uh, some things and trying to you know come up with some kind of weird conspiracy or really trying to put things together uh and i think this movie because of the commercials that they have put out well the one trailer really um i, I want to get your guys opinion on what you think this movie is about uh michael do you like the original matrix trilogies i saw the first matrix and liked right. it um i watched one 
of the segments of the Animatrix, and that was all of my Matrix knowledge. I never watched the sequels. I didn't even finish the Animatrix. Um, I watched the original one once. Yeah. So when I saw that trailer um, and people were like going crazy, I'm like, I couldn't care less about this. Yeah. That, that's cool. Uh, yeah, well, the majority of the movies are not that great. <clears throat> uh, the video game that is based on the second uh, movie is very, very good. Uh, Animatrix is also pretty cool as well. Um, Dylan, you, you've I've seen, seen The Matrix? I've seen the three movies. I haven't seen The Animatrix. I haven't played the video games. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, I'm going to throw, throw this idea at you real fast. Yeah, okay. Now, when you watch The Matrix, and obviously, Michael, you won't know this, but there is one of the scenes where the architect, uh, and it's one of the most uh, exposition-filled scenes where you just yeah. hear a lot of shit. Uh, one of the things that he says is that there has already been seven iterations of this. Uh, the first iteration was absolutely perfect and people didn't like it. The second one was based on a nightmare thing, which got me thinking, like, I wonder if... So the way that he explains it is that you need to have a version of the last matrix in people's brains so that they don't think something bad happens. <clears throat> you have to give them a story to tell, which got me thinking that the original matrix is what we view as heaven. And the second matrix, because it was a nightmare escape and whatever, that's what we view as hell. Now, that's how they would you know, register the matrix back then. Now, because we are in the time that we're in now, I wonder if since this is the seventh iteration of the Matrix and Keanu Reeves is in this movie, if the way that they stopped it, because in the third movie, that Matrix shut down. This is a new iteration of the Matrix. So I think that this movie is about Keanu Reeves as an actor who played the character in the original trilogies. That original set of trilogies was the reality, and that got folded back into what the Matrix is. So they want Keanu Reeves to play a new character going back to the original movies he was in, which is why Yahya, Abdi, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen was recast as uh, Lawrence Fishburne because it's the Matrix trying to recreate what that was. I think Carrie Ann Moss is in this uh, because she is, once again, a recreation, but of the different side. Uh, one is the mechanical side recreation. One is the human side recreation somehow. Uh, what do you think about that, Dylan? It makes as much sense as any other theory about the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, I, I the I, the original idea of the whole mythos of the Matrix is great. I love the idea that Neo is like the seventh person to break through because there always has to be eventually a reset. And it's easier to reset if you let some people out. I don't I don't have a whole lot of faith that it's going to be anything quite so heady. Now I it is really it is written by the same writer, directed by uh, one, one all, of the Wachowskis. It's all the same production team. Well, one of the two Wachowskis is, is attached to this one, so but, uh, but still. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith that it's going to be anything more than just... We put Neo's spirit in the Matrix again, and Trinity's in the Matrix again? I don't know. I just think they're redoing things, but we're justifying it by saying it's a new version of the Matrix in-universe. I don't think I, they're going to go... I don't think they're going to go all, like... Charlie Kaufman and make it the the difference between the actor and the character starts to fade like Synecdoche, New York or anything like that like yeah. or any or any other thing he's ever done like I don't I don't know I I think it's going to be a lot more 
I don't use this. I don't mean this as a as derogatory, but basic. I think it's going to be a lot more basic of a Matrix sequel. Mm, I'm going to disagree. Okay, okay. But, <laughs> that's it. So we're going to get into what we do here. Before we get going, if, uh, whatever you're listening to this or watching this on, feel free to hit like or subscribe uh, because we do a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, this is, like I told Dylan earlier, this is our 76th episode of Talking Slash Twitching Up Stream. Uh, as far as the real boys, we have 50 episodes of that in the bank. Uh, no Time to Binge, we have 10 episodes of that already. Uh, you guys are crushing it, and I honestly appreciate you. You keep me fueled creatively, uh, and I wear myself out, and I'm sorry for those times. But we're going to get into what we do here. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Like, subscribe. Follow us on anything. Uh, Vorpal Words. Yeah, Jack Billings Presents. You know that dude, Michael, down there. Um, now, we usually go into an idea that one of us came up with or something that we're going to refine. But, Michael, you were very clear that you had a cool idea. <laughs> you said I didn't it was, say it was cool. You, well, that's true. That's <laughs> not a quote. You said it was the best idea that you've ever heard on Talking Upstream. Um, and you would like to pitch it so that we could work on it. Uh, so... Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> this idea has been in my head for a long time. I've told about four people in the entire world this idea. Uh, because when I came up with it, I was like, I don't know about this. But it has been long enough um, that I think it might be okay. Um, I have a very clear idea of the opening of this movie and then sort of an idea for what the rest of it is but I could never get it clear um, so here's what we have <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna open up on like a like a terrible uh, rundown like airstream trailer uh you know, the silver ones, the, the like bean shaped ones, mm -hmm. we're going to go into the house. The first thing you see is a television and it's playing the movie weekend at Bernie's. Um, and then we're going to pan over. This is a very like generic opening because it sort of goes crazy after this. It's, it's like panning across a couch um, with beer bottles laying all over the place, um, slippers, boxer shorts, open robe, guy with a beer gut, dirty, gross, burping, farting. Um, and then as we pan through, it is David Spade. Now, David Spade has had like a big moment of fame and then has done pretty much shit ever since then. So we're just going to say in this movie universe, he's fallen on very hard times. Um, he's looking at a VHS copy of Tommy Boy. Well, so this is actual David Spade, not the actor. This David is Spade. actual okay. David Spade. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's looking at a VHS copy of, of Tommy Boy. And he's thinking back to the days like the glory days david spade and chris farley making hilarious movies that everybody loved he hasn't done anything like that since so the next scene is nighttime graveyard he's digging up chris farley's corpse 
And what what he's going to do is he's going to weekend at Bernie's Chris Farley's corpse that's been in the ground for, what, 25 years? 20 years? Yeah. Okay, cool. So so he's weekend at Bernie's Chris Farley's corpse. He has, you know, his his leg tied together with Farley's leg. Um, he's got his arm around him. He's walking him around and he's, you know, rotted and decaying, but nobody notices. And they end up making a bunch of buddy movies like Chris Farley, David Spade, buddy movies, just like the old days. And nobody seems to notice. Everybody loves these movies. They're like, oh, yeah, Chris Farley's back. He must have, you know, uh, what was his name? Andy. Andy the man Blair. in the moon guy. Oh, Kaufman. Yeah. yeah, Andy Kaufman. He Andy Kaufman everybody. He just made everybody think he died. Then he just disappeared for a long time. Now he's back and he's making movies with David Spade again. And, you know, now we're back to having a great time with David Spade. The ending of this movie, see, because it seems like it seems mean spirited, but I don't mean it that way because I really like Chris Farley. Like, I really liked his movies and and I actually enjoy a lot of stuff that David Spade does. Um, And I always pictured the movie having sort of a touching ending where, you know, he you know david spade like heartfelt thanks chris farley you know for all the stuff that he did at the end but in the middle man that thing's gonna get zany but i i I never (laughs) so this is my idea that i I was hoping that you guys could help me flesh this thing out yeah i think this is really cool i'm i'm a a big fan already okay so um now dylan yeah we're gonna we're we're gonna kind of create this uh i think michael sees it as a movie so let's just treat it like a movie so far and i guess we're gonna have to give it like a, a a normal three arc structure. I think that makes sense here uh, because the premise is uh, pretty basic. You know, it's, it's one of those, um, um, what are they called? Uh, uh, oh man. What, what's the name of those? Uh, uh, rump. No, feel good, whatever. Feel good rump. No, it's one where you really got to like, really just let your brain go and just <laughs> accept that this is going to happen. Um, oh yeah. No, this yeah. is, you know, this is it's, a it's stupid a, idea. This yeah. It's a, a stupid it's a big, idea for, dumb people to enjoy <laughs> yeah we yeah weekend at farley's <laughs> yeah um okay so do you michael do you think that this should be set in the now like in in 2021 yeah okay all right yeah because so, when i originally came up with it chris farley had been dead for about two years or so and i was oh like oh God. that would be fun you, but you've been now sitting on this idea since 1999 yeah Wow. wow, that's that's no exaggeration. <laughs> wow, um, that's because impressive. I did like I feel like it may have been like back when I came up with it. Like I said, I was like, this is too soon for this. But I think <laughs> now, you know, twenty five years later, it might be okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. But Dylan, what does the human body do in the ground after twenty five years? Presumably, 
Chris Farley was embalmed. <laughs> well, we'll presume. Still, we'll assume. Yeah. Twenty year, twenty years later, there's not going to be anything but bones. Like, right. Uh, but so I think it would be funnier if we if we set this in like the mid two thousands though. <laughs> Uh, I'm, because I'm, I, I think we can explain, see, like I said, this is a dumb yeah, idea. It's, it's all the drugs. For, <laughs> it doesn't need yet. Yeah, like drugs, the preservatives that okay. are in the food, the, the embalming, everything. Now, this is not a pristine. No, that, Chris that makes sense. You could how, not pass this off as a living person. Right. Like but how, somehow, how zombified do you see him? Like how exactly decayed do you, do you vision this? Because it has to resemble Farley to a degree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely, but like, maybe missing an arm, a part of an arm, like okay. part of his face is like off, maybe missing an eyeball, or maybe yeah. just like one socket with the eyeball just stuck in there. So real like, pretty gnarly. Yeah, definitely yeah. pretty gnarly. Okay, cool. All right, I'm into that. That's cool. All right, so we'll just set it now. That, that's fine. 2021, um, David Spade is uh, really down to his luck. Uh, Joe Dirt 3 uh, has been canceled, uh, not only from the pandemic, but also just because it's David Spade and it's terrible. So he decides that to bring the glory days back, he needs that sprinkle of magic, mm -hmm. which is Chris Farley. Mm -hmm. Because as we know, Black Sheep, amazing. Tommy Boy, amazing. Even Shrek was originally created to be Chris Farley and David Spade, which would have been fine. Maybe who knows? Oh, um, they could they could reboot Shrek in this in right, this movie that, as well. That's what I was. That's what I was going to get to. Um, so he he digs up Chris Farley, who is aggressively decomposing, mm -hmm. <laughs> real bad. Uh, <laughs> still large, I guess. Right? Still. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Still a fat dude, um, uh, but just missing some of his face, missing an yeah. arm. Uh, maybe really maybe just, just a hand or something. Really just smells awful. Oh, um, definitely the smell is going to play into it. Yeah. All right. Maybe Dylan, he's now, missing a hand and, and they replace it with like a mannequin hand. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, way good. I mean, this movie makes way more sense to come out in 2006. But anyway, we'll we'll leave it now. Um, because why, why not? It's David Spade. He he would yeah. he would think he he probably has thought of this, which is gross. But okay, Dylan. Now working with a basic three act structure, knowing that we're using th this kind of uh, uh, storytelling. Um, what do you think that first arc is? Is the first arc leading up to digging up Farley, or would it be? having the first project made, which is an indie project and having that be successful. Is that where the arc, the first arc is like, Oh shit, this, this is actually, this is passable. I think the end of the, the first act is that first plot point where it's the, the beginning of the conflict that pushes it into act two, which is the meat of the movie. So that would probably be digging up Farley. All right, cool. <laughs> you have, you have, you have the inciting incident where, Maybe David Spade fails at getting the project off the ground or something. You had the debate where he's like, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to dig up Chris Farley's corpse? And then you have plot point one where he goes to the graveyard and does it. And the lightning cracks and the silhouette is throwing dirt over its shoulder. And you hear that little David Spade like. <laughs> That's how he sounds, right? The, the digging up, sure. the digging up, I definitely envision 
in the rain, lightning, yeah. like you said, silhouette horror movie style mm -hmm. before we get to a wacky comedy. <laughs> you do the trunk yeah. shot of like from below and he like throws the shovel aside and like looks at his hands. Yeah. Now, does does he try to bring Farley back to life somehow? Or does he just say, no, nah, this is a dead body. I'm just going to roll with this. Okay, cool. That makes sense. So now we're going to have David Spade in his living in his Airstream, uh, living, uh, I guess, somewhere in California, close to Hollywood, but not yeah. in Hollywood, just in California. Yeah, yeah. probably in the, like, in the desert, out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. I, I can see a wide panning <laughs> shot and just the, the Airstream in the middle of the desert with like the mountains and cacti in the background. Yeah. All right, cool. So he is trying to get uh, Joe Dirt 3 off the ground. Uh, can't do it. Um, he maybe even reaches out to Chris Farley's brother to try to get a little bit of that mojo going on. And Chris Farley's brother is like, nah, you were never really that funny or something. It doesn't. He turns him <laughs> down, which really makes him sink even lower. And yeah, I can see him, you know, maybe getting drunk off of something ridiculous like. Shoe like polish. a Pinot Grigio, shoe oh. polisher. Uh, I, I was <laughs> going to say absinthe. <laughs> Ooh, what do you yeah. drink absinthe? Would David Spade drink absinthe? It's a little expensive, isn't it? Mo or moonshine? I mean, maybe he's ever, maybe ever he's clear. got a still back behind the airstream. <laughs> he's just drinking moonshine. Making his own moonshine. Sure. Uh, so, uh, because of a movie he did uh, early on his career called uh, Shinerback or something stupid, uh, he knows how to make liquor so he has his own still back there which is a movie prop that he made real um so he drinks his own nasty moonshine that he makes from old cactuses and uh vhs tapes of <laughs> tommy boy and he's looking over uh all of his memories uh all of his wigs that he wears and all of his movies uh because he is a bald man just everyone knows um and he decides in a drunken fit i need this mm -hmm. i need me some chrissy Right. Mm -hmm. So he uh, goes to wherever Farley is uh, <laughs> buried and he digs him up. Is there any issue that you see with him like breaking into the graveyard? No issue. Right. I, I didn't see any issue. Yeah, um, that's fine. Now, David yeah. Spade. Uh, how old is David Spade currently? Let's kind of get some some quick 57. numbers. Yeah, All right, so I was going to say late 50s. So 57-year-old David Spade is now hawking around a very deceased, uh, most likely falling apart, 300-pound? Uh, mm -hmm. Not anymore. 250? No. <laughs> I mean, without an arm, he's probably around 250. So now he's, he's dragging a 250-pound dead Chris Farley back to his car right are we going to get a scene of him like we're going to get this into the car and get this home and what what do you think he does like he, he's going to sit there and looking at farley's dead body in his uh in his space right in the airstream and he's like all right buddy let's do it let's get back he, to writing does does he confront what he's done when he gets home like he sit he props the body up and then he's like sits down and he pours himself a stiff drink i, I think he would i I think the I think the like what he did sort of hits him at the end. Yeah, because I can see him looking at a dead Chris Farley and then breaking and laughing and be like, "What am I doing?" You know, uh, but he still does it. And he and I think. Do you think it makes sense that he would talk? He would talk to Chris Farley, right? Like talk to the body, like oh, while yeah, he's writing. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. his first project, because he's not sure if 
uh, the community, if the public is going to understand it, it has to be an indie project, right? Or like uh, a YouTube video or a TikTok, or, yeah, like something or, that goes viral. That makes sense. What Now, Dylan, what do you think would be something that David Spade would try to present first to let the world know the team's back? I, You know, I'm leaning towards like a home-produced remake of Shrek where it's like, this is our proof of concept. We filmed some. We filmed some early adaptations, and it's just like, or or or. See, how about this? How about this? They have Shrek action figures, oh God. and they're, they're they're filming it on their phone. The production stills of him and Chris Farley in the costume of Shrek. <laughs> See, I, I think I think we should go a different route at first. I think that we should uh, like look back at Farley's SNL, you know, skits, and use tiny bits of information to let people know that he's back. Like maybe David Spade kind of like ties Farley up uh, to like the, the ceiling. And then uh, you hear him off screen. He's like, I lived in a van down by the river. And he gangs <laughs> it. And then Chris Farley just falls over a table and smashes the table. And I was like, yeah, they're back. Is, <laughs> is this a presentation he is giving to film executives where he's like trying to pitch a movie where he's like, you're never going to believe this. Chris Farley's back. And then he puts on the, puts it on the projector or something. And it's like a homemade, like the camera's tilted a little bit and it's in his airstream. Or I, I, I think it should build up like he's trying to build up momentum from like a ground roots level. Like he's putting his own YouTube channel together, he's like doing the TikTok thing. I think that's really clever. And it's like just shorts, like 10 seconds. And then people are like, wait, is that? Is that really Chris Farley? Like that that's Chris Farley, right? And then they do like all of his old skits, you know, and he's like, and it's always just him falling through stuff, uh, and being very, very bad effects, but people just buy it because yeah, it's I, so bad effects that people are like, I I think this is like a mockery of comedy. I love what they're doing. This is clever, right? Is it is that is that where you guys see this going? Yeah, and have like uh, like one of the you know he sets up the camera and then he gets behind and he's like moving the arms he's got like his his arms in the backs of the sleeves yeah so he's like yeah down by the river <laughs> yeah and he's doing um, the voice now then i would assume once the tiktok presence is there the youtube presence is there he's starting to build up steam um you know maybe he's doing some sort of talk shows uh, maybe podcast talk shows that way it's just mostly audible. So, uh, and then some visuals like, Hey, everybody, oh, Chris, you know, Chris Farley. And he's like, he's like, Oh, he's all messed up on cocaine again. You know how Farley is. And he just like falls on the floor. He's um, never changed. Yeah, oh, he's on talking. He's on talking upstream. He starts with the oh, indies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now he, he's now, I would assume the next step would be to cash in on nostalgia, right? That's such a big thing right now, which means they're going to revisit Tommy Boy. Mm -hmm. So now what would Tommy Boy 2 look like um, in this setting? Now, uh, Tommy and David uh, are <laughs> uh, 50s and their 60s. Uh, what, where would Tommy Boy 2 go 30 years later? It may have been 15 years since I've seen Tommy Boy. I 
Well, the main is, crux is, is that the dad the dad dies, and they're the owners of the brake pad shop. And then to keep the business and you know going, keep all the workers there, Tommy has to make a big deal. So he goes uh, with David Spade, who's the best salesman, and they have to bring it back. Now, I would assume to bring that into today, you would need to have electronic cars, uh, maybe self driving cars. Um, and maybe that's something that what their business kind of hopped into. Um, but it would need to be some kind of door-to-door sales thing, right? Because knock on the door, seeing David Spade holding up Chris Farley, and then having to do, you know, the David Spade doing the Chris Farley bits because that's actually what sold everything. It was mm-hmm. Chris Farley talking about chicken wings or talking mm-hmm. about biscuits. So he would have to go, okay. Uh, Tommy want wingy, and it's like, oh, Chris Farley. Oh, you remember a... when he said that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that guy in a little coat, <laughs> <laughs> and it's David Spade behind Chris Farley inside of the coat, just doing the same thing. That's so funny. Um, and when it rips out, like David Spade has pops out the back. Uh, okay, so Tommy Boy 2 takes off, uh, indie, very low budget, and it is, it is, it caught wind, if- dude. It, if it's if it's an exaggerated version of our current reality, it's the first movie to go back to a public release in theaters, and everybody's so starved for theaters it makes like one point five billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, now, it wins yeah. an Oscar. It win- yeah, that, that's what I was gonna get to. Nothing it, else was released. It wins an Oscar. <laughs> so now they have to. Uh, not only do they have to accept an Oscar later on, but they also are asked to present the Oscars. So together uh, they have to present the Oscars and he's like doing the bits and they're singing. And he's also trying to dance and doing like, <laughs> and he's got like the, the weird thing, you know, Jimmy Fallon would do like the four people where you have like the polls. So it looks like you have the four people and just one person. He's doing the same thing with him and Farley. Um, now I love, it, now, he's I carrying him around on a, on a hand cart. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think of this Oscars thing, but I think this is like the last thing before like this Oscars thing is right. the thing that sort of like leads him to realize that he can't keep, you know, doing this. This is right. not. Yeah, and, I think, and then there, he feels bad about it, too. Yeah, there's got to be something that happens uh, that, that makes him realize <laughs> that, it, that it's not going to work. Um and I don't know. Do you think that it's like maybe Farley's like family coming back or like old fans coming back? Um, th- there has to be something that hits David Spade where he's like, I probably, I probably should stop doing this. I mean, if if Farley's family attends the Oscars and they're like, oh, our, you know, our, we've missed this guy for the past, you know, twenty five years or whatever. I can't wait to, you know, talk to him again. Yeah. And, and David Spade doesn't even know who they are. Yeah. And <laughs> so then, when they go up to talk to Chris, he's like, nah, sorry, we're not doing autographs. Yeah. Chris is real tired. <laughs> or something, or, or he could be like, see, I, I sort of want this to be sort of like a horror movie opening, a romp, and then like a real sincere ending. Yeah. So maybe he gives them closure about oh, Chris Farley, and then that's, that's you know, crazy. and then he goes, "All right, buddy, you know, thank you for everything you've done. Yeah, uh, we're gonna put you back." Well, you know. I have I have an idea for an ending, and I want to throw this at you. Okay. As one last ditch effort to remain in stardom forever, 
he decides to not only put Farley back and let the world know that he's dead, but also to commit suicide at the same time by doing a comedic rendition of Romeo and Juliet, where he actually drinks poison <laughs> on screen at the end. And now everyone life. thinks in real life. Now he now that makes everyone think that Henry Chris Farley actually died at the exact same time doing a Romeo and Juliet ending. And this can have one of the most heartfelt scenes right before that, where David Spade looking at Chris Farley's rotten dead body, and he's doing the 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 big speech. You know that well. We're gonna whatever. I forget Romeo and Juliet, but you know that speech where it's like the most passionate thing ever. And David yeah. Spade kind of breaks a little bit, and uh, he starts speaking from the heart. And the director's like, um cut that's not how that goes and david doesn't cut he just keeps going and he's like listen buddy you're like the best thing that i ever had and everybody's like what the fuck is going on and he's like give me that give me that poison and he drinks it and uh or something and he's like no keep it keep the film fucking rolling keep the film rolling and he, and he just starts crying and he's like ah, oh, and drinks the poison all right what do you guys think about that the romeo and julia ending uh <laughs> to solidify the ending i like that because maybe the last thing like maybe but like before the Oscars, they do get as a comedy a version of Romeo and Juliet with the two of them. Maybe that was the movie they were working on when Farley passed. Uh -huh. And then when like they're like, hey, now that Farley's back, we can redo this. And then Spade's like, ah. And then that's like the first tick where he's like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Then yeah. the Oscars happen. Then the family yeah. things happen. And then while they're doing Romeo and Juliet, you know, you can just tell that Spade's like it's just sitting on him, and yeah. he just he decides to to so, to unmurder suicide. So we do Tommy Boy two, mm -hmm. and then maybe a montage of them doing like new buddy movies. Yeah, we can you have know, a montage of them. The audience Sorry. grows you know, the paparazzi grows as they, you know, yeah. and then they're doing bigger budget stuff. Up That's until, they, you know, they get, they get, like a a they get a Marvel the, movie. <laughs> yeah. Then there's a scene at the studio where the executives like, you know, you guys were finishing. We have the technology. Now we can make you guys look younger. We can finish this movie. It was three quarters of the way through. All we have to do is this last scene where you guys, you know, we're doing and that I I actually love that I love yeah that. <laughs> I think that's I think that's really cool. Now in the montage we have Tommy Boy taking off as an indie comedy that just blows up right. The next thing they're going to do is maybe um, they they have to not spoof something else but kind of stay in the lexicon of things. So I would assume that they would do what would be like the next step up um, from like a comedy but not not the big blockbusters yet. What's like the next? A uh, like a like a restrained kind of like measured out drama, <laughs> like a really sincere drama. Yeah, or, maybe or like a Cohen comedy or like a yeah. what's his name, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, well, a Wes Anderson movie, uh, yeah. like a Wes like Anderson <laughs> movie or something. Yeah. Like that. Dude, that'd be really funny just showing that look, tiny little Wes Anderson, like Davis Bade and Chris Farley, and then Chris Farley's like. Just kind of falls out of frame, but <laughs> grabs most, him by the collar and pulls him back. Yeah, up. but in the most beautiful, pristine way possible. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so then they <laughs> they get on to like you know the, the big shows. They they do they do they guest host uh, SNL and they do all those old bits again. We see that, and then they get like the Marvel movie, and they get cast as two of the Fantastic Four. Uh, it is the thing, <laughs> Johnny Storm, 
right? And, <laughs> Storm. and it, you know, now you know David Spade is playing Sue Storm. David Spade as Sue Storm, uh, uh, mixed gendered, so it's a yeah, it's a boy named Sue Storm, um, and and Sue and Johnny Storm, uh, also with Keenan uh, Thompson uh, as Reed Richards, clearly, and um, yeah, and then we're just gonna need like a like a, a, a Molly Shannon as Hamill. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, Molly fine. Shannon is the thing. Yeah. Oh, that, that's even better. Yeah. Okay. And Chris so, Farley is the Human Torch. They a, light him on fire, and then they realize, <laughs> and he realizes, oh, wait a he's, minute, he's on fire, but he can't fly. So he's just like he's on fire, and he's like run. And David is like, oh, just carrying him all the time. Um, and then there's there's like a spinning newspaper that says <laughs> Farley and Spade pull off the only good Fantastic Four thing that there's ever been. Best Fantastic Four movie ever. Yeah. Best Fantastic um, Four anything because yeah. the Fantastic Four is terrible. But yeah, like the spinning thing is a like, uh, Fantastic Fourth Times the Charm. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I love uh, a spinning newspaper. We haven't gotten any of those for a while, so you I know agree. maybe that's maybe that's the cuts of the montage. Is you know Ooh. Farley and Spader back, and then we go into the Wes Anderson movie, and then it's like you know farley, farley and, and, spade. and spade spread their wings or whatever and and yeah. then they're doing bigger and better things Spinning i love newspaper that paper industry never had a better year then they <laughs> and then they they even do they do a, a one night only live shrek on broadway uh, <laughs> and uh yeah so and that, david that's spade it. is donkey in this in this shrek situation right oh 100 yeah okay so, yeah and so he has to like paint <laughs> Chris Farley green and uh, lob him around, throw him in mud and stuff. Um, he doesn't have to paint him that green. I imagine he's pretty green already. Yeah, <laughs> but they also get they, Cameron Diaz comes back to reprise her role for the one time, so it's it's a pretty big deal. Um, now they also win a Tony because of that. So uh, and they they do this weird thing in, in Tommy Boy where they they kind of sing along to one of the songs but it's a song that they wrote so they end up at the end of it uh they get an egot uh they become yep. the first team to egot uh yep. that's when the oscars come at the end of the oscars is when we get uh talks that they're going to reprise due to you know uh de-aging finally spade farley romeo and juliet you know them you love them let's see how it's going to work out so uh, it, it is a mixture of <laughs> it's a mixture of uh, a, a reprisal of the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> They're taking over that version, um, and I guess it's like squirt guns and stuff instead of regular. So make it real, just kind of goofy. And that's when the heartfelt part comes in, and uh, you know the, the David Spade goes a little bit off book, breaks, cries. Mm -hmm. director's about to yell cut spades like don't you fucking dare keep all these goddamn <laughs> keep these fucking cameras rolling keep these things rolling and he goes back and he looks at him and he's like farley my friend you've been there for everything yep and you've also been there for nothing i just don't yeah. understand it but <laughs> you're dead yeah. i have to admit that we all have to admit that you're dead i'm dead fuck it we're all dead and he leans over and he kisses Farley. <laughs> right on a weird, nasty spot on yep. his forehead. Mm -hmm. He grabs that poison <laughs> and he drinks it. 
And he dies in one of the weirdest ways. <laughs> Guys, it, oh, it's, it takes like six minutes. It's awful. Oh, it was like, yeah, it's like a rolling? like a Paul Rubens in the Buffy movie death. Yeah. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> and he's like just vomiting all over Chris Farley. And it's like, oh, and he's like bleeding out of his nose now because it's like the worst kind of poison ever. And everybody's like, ew, he's messing up Farley's body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're both dead. and they go Fuck no 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 they're Fucking not messing David up Spade farley's killed. yeah they're David not messing Spade up farley's Chris body farley. wow farley is a professional he is just laying there for this whole thing <laughs> yep i like zach's idea that they think that david spade then that's murdered it yeah chris farley. finally finally after all that cut my God, God damn it, guys. That was beautiful. I don't know how you're going to do it. You're going to win a Razzie and an Oscar at the same time. <laughs> David, get over here. That was fucking... No, David, sit, cut, everybody. Just... Hey, guys, what's going on? Oh, my God. Um, this is... Yeah. <laughs> Pinky. Hey, this is real poison, guys. <laughs> he rubs on his gums. Hey, this I is real you, I bet my life on it. The onset medic comes in and, and, you know, checks both of their pulses. And when he, when he goes to do farley's his like fingers go through the skin oh, yeah it's like god oh damn, it's no these fat. guys are both actually dead they're like god damn it david spade killed chris farley and uh and then that's how it goes down and then everyone hates david spade forever uh which it which would make it a cyclical story farley's mm-hmm. back to being dead people forget that spade exists and uh shrek is still kind of garbage uh but yeah i think that's Agreed. a very cool story <laughs> i uh it ended up being way like better than I actually expected it to be. Um, so you're welcome for giving you the best idea ever. And I absolutely love it. And uh, everyone who is in charge of, I was going to say Crackle, but Crackle got sold to like some sort of weird Christian thing. Oh, it's not yeah. Sony anymore. So there's no way that they would make this movie. But anybody who can get a hold Flippy? of David spade um yeah get a hold of us yeah i think it's a great idea i think it would be the only thing to resurrect spade's uh career mm-hmm. and then if you do it in a cool way you can do it where people are like i don't know if this is real or not is chris Foley actually like dead like what it'll, is this it'll resurrect his career and then promptly put him in the ground yeah, yeah. i think it's a phenomenal michael honestly I-, I said at the beginning <laughs> not really as a joke i knew you had very cool ideas but this one <laughs> Turned out to be uh, honestly way better than I anticipated, and I am blown. Because well, all that you gave us yesterday was weekend at Burnish. Like it's a, uh-huh. it's a take, yeah. it's a take, and I'm like, it can't be done, dude. It cannot be done. <laughs> I thought about this since 1999. Cannot be done. Uh, but here you are. You, you you proved me wrong yet again, my friend. And I really I appreciate have, it. I have grittily rebooted uh, weekend at Bernie's as yeah. promised. Now, what are we going to call this thing? No, it can't um, be Weekend at Farley's. That just no, like it can't be Weekend at Farley's. No. Um, because I don't... Yeah, I don't want to spoil it with the title. How about... And I think the trailer should be cut like like a horror movie trailer. A spade too far? I was yeah. going to say a spade to spade. <laughs> <laughs> a spade too far. The ace a of spade spades? too far is ace very good. <laughs> Yeah, Spade Too Far is pretty good. I don't understand it, but it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, look, anyway, it, well, listen. It, yeah, I, a Spade have, Too Far. Look, your, the, the movie is an almost 60-year-old David Spade carrying around Chris Farley's 25-year dead corpse making movies. 
just because a spade too far doesn't make any sense, that actually puts it with the rest of this project. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm so, with you 100%. I love it. A spade too far. Michael, one more question. Your uh, yes. dream, dream production team, director, mm -hmm. who who's directing this? I want it to be... I don't want it to be too serious. Um, I'm actually thinking, like... Shit. I was going <laughs> to... I was going to say Harold Ramis. Can we get Aww. somebody to Weekend at Bernie Harold Ramis to we'll direct, just, this? We'll direct this? We'll do another movie about Dan Aykroyd getting Harold Ramis's corpse to direct a movie <laughs> where That's Dan Spade exhumes Wait. Chris Farley's corpse. So the real movie is someone is someone uh, Weekend at Burning, uh, 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 Reitman. Wait, no. Who, who After... Uh, Harold Ramis. Ramis. Yeah, Ramis. After, yes. after the final cut, yeah, it's like you hear... Aykroyd go and cut and it zooms out and it's another film. Oh set. my Dan God. Aykroyd with his hand on the back of Harold Ramis's corpse being like, wow, good, we man. just turned this into a rubber style. Um, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, we need Dan Aykroyd on the phone. Now that would be such a great resurrection of his career too. And if he directs yeah. it because he directed, uh, uh, nothing but trouble. <laughs> Yes, you wrote I'm sure you directed something good. Star, uh, yeah. yeah, that was a crazy you movie. Did, you did say Reitman. So yeah. Ivan, is Ivan Reitman still alive? Well, he is, but his son is actually doing... Yeah. Uh, his son is doing really, really cool stuff. Okay. I don't like that. I, I, I kind of do like Aykroyd, Weekend of Burning, uh, Ramus. Now, that could be the story where Aykroyd's like, I need I need a big thing. He's like, oh, people want Harold Ramis to come back. So he does that while Spades do it, while the Farley re resurrection is back. And that's when at the end we find out that Farley's been dead the whole time, too. I like I like Dylan's ending where they pull back and it's Dan Aykroyd weekend of burning Harold Ramis. And yeah. then that's our sequel. Now we have a sequel set up. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, because they're, they're going to talk about the resurrection of the next uh, iteration of Ghostbusters next. Since, you know, Ramus is back, Ackroyd's back, we have Spade and Farley, that's your four, things are things are GTG, they, good to they go. They called it Afterlife, they have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do not, look, here's the one thing I do not want. I do not want a Ghostbusters without Ernie Hudson. Yeah, that's fair. You, you said the four. Well, I was just making a joke on all yeah, the dead people. No, we're... Uh, as a matter of fact, let's get a Ghostbusters with just Ernie Hudson in it. Mm -hmm. He's he should have been the star of that thing. How about we I just agree. stop they... making Ghostbusters movies? All right, yeah, whatever. Let's let's no, get you got a um, busting ghost, dude. You ever let's ghost get Ernie them. Hudson in something? What else you got to do with ghosts? You know you got to bust them. And then That's they're busting. Then they're busting Chris Farley's ghost, and they're like, "How is Chris Farley a ghost? He's right here on the set Whoa. of this movie." Wait a minute. We have we're a franchise here. Wait, we're breaking the this... fourth wall. The real Ghostbusters come in, which is only Ernie Hudson. And he's like, God damn it, I heard there was two ghosts in here. And it's like, Farley, what the fuck are you doing? Here? <laughs> like, Remus Red. He just hits him with the zapper thing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this is a franchise. God. I come in here with a stupid idea and we turn it into a franchise. I love it.
Yeah, we need to talk to some people right away. Anyway, yeah. everyone, listen, I appreciate everyone who listens to us and pays attention to us. We are so arrogant and we need, <laughs> like, we desperately just need attention. I uh, need we so deserve much their attention. Deserve, <laughs> yes, desperately deserve attention. We have worked so hard <laughs> getting your attention that we deserve more of your attention. And if you want to see or hear more of what we do, literally open up your phone. Flip that bad boy open, uh, pick up that phone, and just type in boop, 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 some nobodies on whatever it is that you're looking at, and you can find all of our stuff. Uh, I'm let Michael talk about where you can find him, because he is amazing. And as you can tell, he might have a good idea or three. Go ahead, Michael. Um, what I would really like you to check out, if you like this stuff, I mean, you probably know No Time to Binge. You probably know... Uh, the real boys. Uh, but what I really want you to focus in on, I want you to take that phone out and hit the backspace button on some nobodies and type in Jack Billings presents. And what you're going to find, you're going to find Jack Billings presents me and my neighbor, Michael, which is one story that has a beginning and an ending. And then you're going to find Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex, which is what we're working on now. It's a completely different story with the same character set in a different universe. Um, so, yeah, Jack Billings Presents is maybe one of the weirdest things you'll ever hear. And it, Haunted Apartment Complex has not even started to get weird yet. Um, when it's we find crazy. out when we find out what's behind the walled up apartment on floor number two. When we find out what's in the penthouse, uh, when we find out what is in the chained up forbidden book section of the library, shit's going to get crazy. When we find out what's buried in the courtyard, you don't even want to know. It's going crazy. So yeah. check out Jack Billings Presents. Um, if you type it into your podcatcher, um, you'll get both of those things. Uh but then also Generation Clash, which is where me and my kid talk about music. And I love this terrible game, which is our video game show where we talk about video games that normally get a bad rap, but we actually enjoy playing. Uh, we also have some other normal video game talk in there. And then I'm doing a thin thing in October. It's called Quick Cuts. Uh, the only person that I know who's smarter than Dylan, uh, Cammy from Mystery came up oh, with no. the name quick cuts <clears throat> yeah and uh so that's going to be five to seven minute horror movie uh reviews every day in october and i figured out the last movie i'm going to do on actual halloween is going to be the exorcist which i've seen once and have fallen asleep during every other time <laughs> i've tried to watch it uh, i i i haven't liked it ever but it's been probably five years since I've given it a shot. So I'm going to give it another shot. Are you going to do like the, the uh, original release or that extended cut release where she's a spider? Um, I think the extended cut. Yeah. I it, think it, the it is. It cut. is. It is a little better, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Awesome. Yeah, please go check out. Fun fact, when we, when Dylan and I started doing podcasting, the reason we started was because we had this weird idea about Silicon Angels, which was uh, this IT phone call situation of a sex robot shop. Uh, we weren't sure uh, if this was going to take off or not. And uh, we, we were very excited about it, but we realized that we were in a very small group of people that made up like fictional podcasts. So we actually Googled fictional podcasts or the best fictional podcast. And we had three and we listened to these three uh, at least i did i gave dylan actually dylan knew a couple of them what was the one uh the, the one street one um uh lamplight or whatever uh oh yeah there was that one was but the, the one like chronicles or something yeah, yeah the one that stood out the most which made us reach out to them really was uh jack billings presents i thought that thing was so crazy i could not understand i'm like I do not get what this is, uh, but I loved it. And I reached out to Michael a while ago and we have just become friends since. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll say that if you like what we do, uh, he is better at it. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it really, it, it's, it's more, it's more clever. It is uh, funnier. Um, we have creative ideas. Uh, your follow through is beautiful. Uh, well done, well produced. And uh, uh, you are one of the reasons that we wanted to keep doing fictional stuff. So uh, thank you very much. We appreciate you uh, more than you know. Um, the, but before we... I appreciate you guys because I don't find too many, even fictional stuff. I don't find too much stuff that I really like. But when I started listening to Silicon Angels, I'm like, this is it. This is the one. Like, this is... Because I, I listen to, like, Welcome to Night Vale, like, the bigger stuff. And it all gets sort of stale after a while. The concept of Silicon Angels is so different. And, like, it's one of those things that it, it you could go crazy with it. Yeah. And even if you don't go crazy with it, it still has so much potential for like weird stuff to happen. It, it's just, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't want to suck each other's butts no, off all no, no, day I, long, but no, I agree. No, but I will say, uh, out of everything we've done, you know, we talk a lot. Uh, we have hours and hours and hours of our voice recorded and put on things. But Silicon Angels is one of the things that I am one of the most proud of. Yeah. Uh, the, the the style of humor that we created, the underlying jokes that we're trying to tell, and when people actually get it and uh, realize what we're trying to do, it I, I am so proud. Uh, so yeah, check out all this stuff. But before we go, Dylan, you got anything to say, my friend? Uh, no, I appreciate being here. Uh, <laughs> if, if, you've, if you've still got that cell phone out, if you've still got that cell phone out, open it, close your browser, it. Shut turn it. off the screen, look down at it longingly and throw it off the nearest overpass because it's doing you nothing but ill. It's true. Unless you listen to this, then uh, uh, wait. Are you driving at the time? Don't yeah. do any. Where are stuff. you getting? <laughs> where are you getting your podcasts if not on your phone? Do you wait, guys not just room? listen to podcasts on your over on the overpass? You're just sitting on the overpass. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I'm sick of this. Legs dangling over the edge. You got that like chain link fence with all the cups in it to make the letters for the nearest high school. Oh yeah, that's fair. Okay. Oh, that's I you. You guys, we grew up in. You're the one throwing cell phones at me. <laughs> we live in different worlds. Okay. That's if true. I if I, I sat know. on an overpass <laughs> and listened to most podcasts, I wouldn't still be here because I would be like, I gotta go. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to jump off of this yeah. overpass because oh, these people I, these people are getting famous for garbage. Like yeah. we have like between Jack Billings presents and Silicon Angels, we have such fun, interesting, different things going on, and then we have like assholes like Joe Rogan. 
just talking about nothing for three hours and he's a bajillionaire and it's like you know what just let me just just let me jump off this overpass give us money (laughs) yeah give us money all right listen we're here with our friend michael and we appreciate that check out michael's stuff uh other than michael i have been zach he has been dylan and you've been great have a great day drink some water yeah (laughs) okay bye Thank you.